for me. I feel like this little adversity is not going to stop me from what I believe in and what I want. Like, I'm not going to let it end something that I feel strongly about. And, and that's where I was last week, too, to be honest. Hold up. Hi, and welcome back to Razmondi Reality Recap. I'm your host, Kelsey Razmondi, and we're coming back at you with The Bachelorette, Episode 6. I'm here, as always, with my handsome co-host, Michael Razmondi. Michael, how are you? Fine. And we are joined this week, specially, whatever, we have been joined by my amazing guest. Special guest. We have a special guest who's flown in from California. Mm-hmm. Alina Burgos. Alina, how are you? Doing great, guys. Doing great. Thanks for having me. What is your experience with The Bachelorette show? I have been watching The Bachelorette probably since I was eight years old. Oh, wow. Took a long hiatus. Yeah, jumped yeah. back in during Nick's season. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, So Nick is your most recent full season that you've seen. Probably. I started watching Rachel's season, but then I just kind of... I kind of tapered off with that. Well, Rachel was on Nick's season. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Oh, so you saw Nick's, then part of Rachel's, mm-hmm. and then you're back in this. Mm-hmm. But I've been pretty consistent with Becca's season mm-hmm, mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. the beginning. And before we even start talking about the episode, who is your number one top pick? Who do you like the best? Who do you think Becca will choose? What? I know those are kind of two different yeah, questions. Yeah, those are different questions for me. I like Will's the best for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's my number one. In um, your heart. Yes. Yes. But I honestly think she's going to pick Blake or possibly a wild card like Colton. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Babe, have your picks changed at all this episode? No. Who do you think is <laughs> like number one right now? To Becca, not to you, not to your. We all know who your number one is. Um, I, I don't, I love Will's. Do you think Becca loves Wills? Like, who do you think Becca's going to choose after watching this episode? No, I think Becca's really boring. I stand beside this. I'm not sure that was the question. Yeah, it was the way I feel. (laughs) So, because Becca's boring, she's not going to pick anybody? No, she's just going to pick. She's going to try to make some wild pick to try to not be boring. Because I feel like she's trying to fight her inner... Her inner bore? her, Her... I don't know. I don't think anyone's probably ever called her boring. Sorry, we're short a microphone because we have a guest. We're not really set up for guests, so Kelsey's flinging this microphone into my mouth <laughs> in order for me to answer questions. Nobody on the podcast had any idea because this is just seamless. <laughs> it sounds like a news report. It's not very conversational in nature, but uh, I don't know. One of the random dudes on the show they're all like it's wills and then the other three dudes or four dudes or whatever they're all the same okay i'm gonna respectfully disagree that they're all the same (laughs) but let's jump in and start talking about this week so far we started in richmond virginia and we start with seeing her talking to chris harrison um about her feelings Mm-hmm. And she tells him that she is feeling the feelings of love again and looking through wedding magazines. How do you feel about this interaction, Alina? Do you feel like this was a natural conversation to be having? You know, I don't feel like a lot of the conversations had on The Bachelorette are supernatural. Mm-hmm. I definitely Agreed. think that, honestly, when Becca like gets really firm and like honest in like a cold savage way with the guys she's super honest like super decisive. real yeah absolutely yeah. i believe everything she's saying but every time she talks about like falling in love with them i'm like you're cardboard right now mm. like so you agree with michael like you feel like sometimes she's born yeah i mean <laughs> <laughs> as soon as she held the microphone in my face alina felt like maybe she shouldn't answer the question anymore i don't I was just allowing you to respond to whatever Alina was going to say. Okay, I wish there was a video version of this so people could see what was going well, on. that's not a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. But anyways, I think it was not supernatural. And I, 
I mean, maybe she's flipping through wedding magazines, but at this point, I don't think she loves any of the guys as much as they're really falling for it. Yeah, I I, I would agree. It doesn't seem like she's in love with anybody, but she mm-hmm. said she was falling mm-hmm. in love with Blake last episode. That that makes sense to me. Which was more than she said to anybody yeah, else. Yeah, they act like they're already in a committed relationship a little bit. However, this episode, we saw very little of Blake. Mm-hmm. Which is a good thing because we saw way too much of some people. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, so the first date was a one-on-one with Jason. Mm-hmm. Michael, what are your thoughts on Jason? Oh, slick bear hair dude. Yes. Could be a DB dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's cool. I cried twice during the show. And the first time was whenever he was in the airport hangar with the fake dinner. And he was talking about Alzheimer's? And he was talking about his dad. I thought that was so sweet. That was When he Leo. was talking about... Oh, no, no. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> They're all talking about their dads. <laughs> Men in the sub-30 range uh, tend to identify strongly with having issues with their parents. Specifically their fathers. <laughs> and, and, and very decidedly choose to uh, deal with it on network TV. Yeah, it seems strange that this very personal issue is being brought up on this very national platform with a girl who has not picked you. It feels like it <laughs> may be too much information too soon, right, Alina? Well, I think Garrett kind of like exposed that whole what seems to be like a tactic with the guys of like they're using like opening up as like a tactic to get Becca to like them more. Okay, okay. You know? So whether or not it's, like, natural in the moment, every time they've had, like, alone time or been on one-on-one dates, they're like, all right, I guess this is the part where... Now I need to open up. I rip my heart open in front of you, so... So, babe, what was the part that really made you cry during the Jason episode? Jason's the... Slick back hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The part I just said about his dad... I'm asking for details about what did he say about his dad. I want you to tell us that part. Okay, so Jason's telling Becca about whenever his dad visited his mom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and his his grandma had Alzheimer's and didn't remember her son anymore. Yeah. People that listen to this podcast have probably already watched the show. What happened tonight was that my phone was dead for half of it, (laughs) so it was charging, and I couldn't take great notes. And then I only, I have some rager notes for the second half of the show, though. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, so he's... Our podcast is awesome. It is. He explained to um, Becca about how his grandmother was in an Alzheimer's facility, and his dad went to go visit her, and um, they... (laughs) They... She didn't remember his dad anymore, and it was really hard. But um, I thought that was really touching, too. But before that, they um, went to St. John's Church where Patrick Henry gave the Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death speech. They toured a graveyard. Natural. They mm-hmm. went donut frosting at a donut shop. And they went donut frosting? Yeah, they were frosting some donuts together. Oh, that was such a quick pan. They were just making donuts, I guess. But they were also, um, they went to a gothic um, bar. Unhappy hour. Yes, an unhappy hour, Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) which was weird. Michael says it wasn't even a real bar. He's pretty sure that they just kind of like got people around in an area. Uh, That was definitely uh, like a South by Southwest situation where they just make up a bunch of venues on 6th Street to act like there's a venue on every corner of 6th Street when there really isn't the rest of the year. Like a pop-up shop. Uh, yeah, but that makes it sound more trendy than it yes, really is. But just like a staged, a staged um, unhappy hour. Yeah. So it was all it was all for the television, really. Mm-hmm. But okay, she's obsessed with how Jason kisses. Like she's mentioned this before. Mm-hmm. She's mentioning it through this episode. I feel like there's so much chemistry with them, but that they're like this is really just the beginning of their actual relationship. Mm-hmm. Like she's liked him up till now, but the other guys, I feel like she's been able to have more time to like build a serious relationship with. And this is kind of day one of the serious relationship with Jason. So I hope they can catch up. I hope they can too. And I think that they can, um, because I feel like 
he played the long game in the best way that he could have. Some guys like don't talk to her for a while, but then like never actually make an impression Mm -hmm. or like do something dramatic that really just like gets him out of there quick. Yes. But he was just patient. Yes. He was like, I know, I know this is going to be great. And that's what she likes the best about his personality, I think, is that he's so chill. Mm -hmm. Like he's laid back, he's fun, he's never drama, which there's enough drama for a year later on with what happens. Yes. But okay, one of the one of the reasons that I feel like she likes him is because he she surprised him with his own friends at a bar that they went to. That was beautiful. He cried. He yeah, ju- he teared he cried. up. It was gorgeous. Oh, babe, what do you think about that? It's nice. This is still the part whenever Michael didn't have his phone to take notes, so it was nice. But yeah, the guys were talking him up. They were talking about how great of a guy he is. And I feel like that just um, reiterated to us what the show's already been showing us of just like how awesome of a person he is. I'm a super huge Jason fan. Mm-hmm. But it is really funny because he does not look like he's such a great guy, but he is a great guy. They had his really nerdy uh, dentist friend on the show. How do you know he was a dentist? His haircut. <laughs> <laughs> but he... Uh, it, for some reason, he was the only one that gave, like, the spicy take, you know? What was his take? Well, he just did the most chatting on the show. He was, like, the ugliest of the three friends, but he had the most oh camera gosh. time. What a hot take. <laughs> wow. I don't remember any of his friends being ugly. I think they were all nice-looking fellows. He, he was a he was an average-looking man. Yeah, yeah. Like was he the one who person. was, like, he's as advertised? <laughs> <laughs> But yes, at dinner, they ate in a ballroom alone, which is pretty Pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. Alina said she had some background information on dinners on The Bachelorette. What have you read online? I did some snooping. I wanted to hear what the experience was like for the contestants on it. I guess contestants is the right word. Whatever. Um, And I guess that like they staged the dinners and like you don't actually eat. I also heard that they keep you up to like ungodly hours of the night. And like, just get you real drunk and emotional, mm. and I like but, the yeah. cocktail parties but and stuff. Anyways, there's no actual eating apparently that happens, which you know might be incorrect. But I have read many an article about this. I mean, that makes sense. I I've very rarely seen people eat on these dates. Mm-hmm. So, but you, they've never. They're just point. always talking about their dads. Yeah, they, they don't have time to the eat. The dads. That was the big theme mm-hmm. this week, but. Mm-hmm. She opened about her own dad. That was that was intense. I hadn't really heard her story yet, mm-hmm. but that he became sick when she was 14. They were told he had six months to live, and mm-hmm. then he finally ended up passing away whenever she was 19, and she like watched him take his last breath, which Oof. sounds so terrible, but it sounds like she has such a supportive family back home mm-hmm. that they've all, like her mom and her sisters and stuff. I think, yeah. or I don't know if she has one sister or multiple, but it was interesting hearing her story because... I've, at least I didn't know the details of that. Mm-hmm. I really don't think she had to share that either. Like no. she definitely wanted to. That's because the thing. It's so easy to talk to for her. Yeah. Becca doesn't do anything she doesn't want to do exactly. on the show. And I like that about her. Yes. I like she that a lot. She knows what she wants to do mm-hmm. and she does it. And I liked his response too, because he was like, you really didn't have to. And while she was speaking about it, he was like, you don't have to get into this if you don't want yeah. to. There's no obligation. Yeah. She was like, no, I want to. He wanted to. her to feel comfortable. I know. I was like, yeah. I yes, love him. Jason. Yes, Jason. Yes. yes, Jason. But she gave him the rose, which I'm zero Duh. shocked about. And then after all of these um, dates, usually there's some sort of a concert. And she's mm-hmm. like, I have one more thing to oh show you. I have gosh. a surprise. There was not a concert. They went to a clock tower and looked Such over Such a better Virginia. alternative and to a concert. I was shocked. <laughs> but yeah, I was pleasantly surprised that there was not was a, surprise. a crowd waiting for them. <laughs> Thank goodness. To dance and kiss in front of a musician. In front of a hundred 13-year-old screaming girls. Like, that's the least romantic thing you could ever do. There's probably a range. Still. Yeah. Just awful. Then we have the group date Mm -hmm. with Colton, Garrett, Wills, Connor, Blake, Lincoln, and Chris. Chris is very upset that he has this date. Mm -hmm. He has been really hoping that he was going to have a Mm two-on-one or a one-on-one. Which is... Which is nuts because he's already had a one-on-one. He's the worst. And so many of the other guys have not. 
But here's the deal. I feel like where he's coming from is, I'm just hoping for this. I know it's probably not likely, but this is my best case scenario. He did not say it casually, though. Mm -mm. Him and Lincoln get into an argument. And Lincoln tells him that he's being crazy. And then he's firing back at Lincoln and they're calling each other names. And it's really just embarrassing that they're talking so bad about each other and like making it this big of a deal. Um, Mm -hmm. And all the other guys are super over it. Because Chris is really just awful and dead to me at this point. Like dead to me last episode. They only kept him to be like, whoa, what? And they could do away with John because nobody knew who John was. And John was just super nice. But there was no connection with Becca. I loved John. John came in halfway through and I was like, has this guy been on the show the whole time? Yes. And then he was like, I'm the sweetest guy you've ever seen. Michael Jemis, Venmo John. Yes. Venmo. He started Venmo. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. <gasps> we should have kept him. He's the only legit guy there that doesn't have some BS job He was title. so kind, and hey, he Leo's lifted stunt, the man. log. That's true. He did lift the log, though, and nobody saw that coming from John. Yeah. The Ultra Jack. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so... <laughs> We're having some <laughs> mic problems, but anyway, <laughs> the point. Here's the mic problem. Uh, the point of the group date. The theme was Beck election 2018, oh no. which is which is a hot take, I think, in general for the show. Yeah, I mean, they'd all vote for her, but. Uh. Basically, the point of it was all the guys stood at the podiums and it was supposed to be some sort of a debate where they like presented their own pitch for why they should get to be with Becca. And most of the guys did fine. Like you're supposed to just give an answer that gets claps, like be a casual person, Mm -hmm. answer in a nice, sweet way, compliment Becca and then be done. Make it short and sweet. That's all you have to do. Lincoln started this whole situation by firing shots at Chris. Did he? Did he Lincoln did. start it? Lincoln started this by saying, what say? he said, not once have I thought to pack my bags and leave. And he looked at Chris. Oh. That started this whole situation. Oh, yeah. Can you do it in a better Lincoln voice, though? Don't. I have do no it. idea what his accent <laughs> Honestly, is. Honestly, don't. I, no, but I, I, do that. I seriously <laughs> don't know what it is. I don't know either. It's it's like a mixture of things. Because so. like in the last episode, it was like the whiny coo, and he was like, "That's in my native language," and I wanted to just be like, "What is that? What is, what your, is your native, native language? language?" But I feel like it's like he it grew is such up an somewhere, and then he moved somewhere else, and then he learned English. So I feel like it's a mixture of things. I'm sure it is. I don't know. But he said that Chris gets irate. Chris starts spewing and being so angry and he's retelling an argument that they had previously and he starts cussing from the podium telling becca that these other guys aren't there for her especially lincoln he starts being nasty Mm -hmm. for no reason babe it was a bad look for him right yeah i mean there's just no situation where you're gonna get in an argument publicly with people and then try to go privately with the person that saw the argument and defend yourself yeah, like it should have all been not from the podium. Yeah, that's like if I had a big meeting at work and I got in an argument with everyone in front of my boss and then went to my boss later and was like, listen, bro, you need to hear me out. That's not what it seemed like. Yeah, it's just not a good look. Chris obviously is the bad guy in this situation. Yeah, but like his hairline also like does this weird thing where like it like gets strangely defined and shorter right towards the edges i feel like it's the way my hairline would look if i tried to keep it to keep your hairline is that what you just <laughs> yeah like if i made effort into making sure it wasn't going away it's how it would look i mean i did not notice his hairline did you notice his hairline alina i'm trying to drag the others down because i feel self-conscious like what Chris did. Honestly, it was really brave of you to say. <laughs> Michael is really brave. It's like open, open space. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, what are your thoughts about Chris Lincoln podium situation? Who do you think is right or wrong in this? Um, if you ever try to throw anyone else under the bus in in the Bachelorette, you you get you're out. Yes. Like it's just you're all it's self sabotage every yes. time. 
So, bad idea. Also, you look like a baby. Yeah, who's going to, what female is going to, what anyone is going to be like, oh yeah, this guy came and told me the truth about everyone here. I believe him. Thank goodness for him. Yeah. I'm going to marry this guy. This is the guy who's always going to shoot me straight. <laughs> yeah. He's going to shoot me straight. <laughs> that's, what, <laughs> that's what we're looking for. No, it's Absolutely. just, it's, it's just frustrating that it just wasn't handled in any mature way by either of these people. Blake got in there though for a second. Blake did, which I was like, oh, should mm, you? Don't mediate. You're yeah. gonna get in trouble. But then he didn't. He was just like, tensions were high. Like, he was trying to they calm got to it fight. Down. Both people were saying bad things, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Which like could have gotten him in trouble. But I like that he kind of stepped in tried to save them almost. But also yeah. I was like, you gotta just let people burn if they're trying to burn, yeah. you know? I know. So you thought Blake was trying to you don't think he was defending either person. You felt like Blake was trying to help them out. Yeah. And also he probably I got the vibe knew he was defending Lincoln a little bit. I got the vibe that everyone who tried to calm the situation between Chris and Lincoln or just the Chris situation in general was trying to be like, why are we just spending all of our time making Becca upset on this show? Yes. Like that was the overall like theme of just like why are you upsetting Becca and Chris mm-hmm. is like you don't understand she doesn't understand everyone's against me and it's like hey can you just like mm-hmm. take a second mm-hmm. calm down because later at dinner or at the you know cocktail part mm-hmm. of it Lincoln takes Becca and he starts telling her about how all the guys are scared of Chris which is probably dramatic and he's stirring the pot he doesn't need to be talking about it either no he doesn't like i don't not believe it but i know i think um she just offered the mic to um raz and he just sat there that's what that pause was i made a a polite head shake no that i no one cares about our behind the scenes mic i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i'm new to podcasts alina's an actress and she is not faking it Whenever something happens. Oh my goodness. Supposed to keep it going. Supposed to keep it honest. Oh, uh, well, you know. Uh, conversational is a buzzword. <laughs> okay, so Lincoln, it, like, just adds fuel to the fire. Chris takes Becca aside. She tells him the people, you guys are messing up I'm my podcast. I'm listening to you. I'm listening to you. Sorry. Uh, my mom called me today because it was her birthday. <laughs> And she, Your mom called you on her birthday? She's a loving mother. I love Mary Ruth and so she, much. She spent like six minutes of her birthday call talking about how much she loves this podcast. Oh. No. This podcast loves Mary Ruth. Can we just shout out happy birthday? Yeah. To happy Mary birthday, Ruth right now. Mary Ruth. Happy, happy birthday, mom. Oh, wow. I love that. I hope she likes this episode. We could probably call her in next week as like a birthday <gasps> treat. <gasps> Do she it. Yeah. Uh, did, did she watch The Bachelorette or did she just listen to the podcast? Uh, I don't think watching The Bachelorette is like a prerequisite of needing to be on the show. All right. It's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> so anyway, back to The Bachelorette. Um, Chris starts talking to Becca and she tells him that people are upset and worried. She says that Connor wanted to get out of a room with him at a point because he was worried, but that's what Lincoln said. That wasn't real life. So everyone's kind of telling misinformation. Mm -hmm. But Chris says, I know how to treat women with respect. I always put people before myself. I think that Chris has a very specific idea of who he wants to be but it may not align with who he actually is. Because Alina, can you remember a time that he has not treated women with respect? I can remember a few very specific times when he has not treated women with respect. And by women, I do mean Becca. (laughs) Um, For example, when he tried to interrupt Will's and Becca's date, and Will's was like, no. Because that was super awesome, and like, shout out to Will's. You stole my heart that night. Will's handled that so well. So well. So... Well, anyways, 
Um, so he like comes up to them and he's like, Becca, can I take you away for a second? And she was like, no. And when she said no, Chris turns to Wills and is like, dude, just let me have some time. Like, like she disregards. Said no. Yeah. And like totally disregards her no and starts asking Wills for permission to speak to Becca, who obviously is uncomfortable and doesn't want to talk to him. And every time he talks to her, he's like, you're hurting my feelings. I cannot believe you would feel that way about me. I cannot believe you'd be hurt by my actions, which is like textbook manipulative. I don't respect you Mm-mm. or your feelings. Dude. Very passionate. And I think that he thinks he's just being emotional and sensitive and like expressive, which is so crazy. Like it's like I, I'm trying to understand how he thinks of himself because the way he comes across is the opposite of how he thinks of himself. He just like acts like a victim. I yes. think he thinks that An like aggressive victim. Yeah. He thinks that like the world is against him. Yes. And he's like this like martyr. Yeah. Who's like sacrificing himself for love. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. not true. He's it's just, not true. And he's like, I'm just looking for the one girl that I can treat right her whole life. It's just like, weird. He also looks like Ben Stiller, who like I love, and it's just really unfortunate to watch. He does kind of look like I think he looks like um Chandler's roommate on Friends. That was like Joey? Of, no, the crazy what are you talking one. About? Joey moved out and then he moved in with this crazy roommate. Uh, I don't remember. It was like one episode. No, it was actually two episodes. The one with the new roommate, part one, and then part two. I think that's what it's called. We should do that podcast next. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do that podcast next. Be on the lookout. Um, but she got back on track. Chris kind of skewed the night. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> everyone gets mad at Chris for how he's been handling mm-hmm. the whole Becca situation. And Garrett specifically gets upset by saying... I was going to open up tonight. (laughs) What? Like, I feel like Garrett is kind of, the fact that he's pre-planning his open, opening up conversations. Mm -hmm. It's like, just have an authentic conversation. You don't need to like overly plan opening up. And then we saw how he opened up and all he did was like show her, like the closing arguments from the debate, which was mm-hmm. fine. It was just kind of nice. Like I'm looking for hopefully Becca to spend my life with. Do you think that that's his version of opening up? Mm, Do you think he maybe. has the same like depth as some of the other contestants? No, that's a really good question. Now that you say that, no, I don't. I think he thinks he does. Mm-hmm. And I like Garrett. I think he's been nice and he's been like kind to her I like him a lot but I agree with you that maybe that's how much he can open up yeah at least at this point yeah I don't know I've I've had people before be like wow I've never been this vulnerable or intimate with you and I'm like whoa all you did was tell me that you like your coffee decaf or that like you had a bad day yesterday yeah and you're like (laughs) oh goodness whoa yeah so maybe that's like just his version that's a good point Mm-hmm. Babe, do you have any um, notes o- about the group date at all? It was, to me, it was fairly uninteresting. What about whenever Wills dropped that he's falling in love with her? That's a hot topic. It was, yeah, it was, I love Wills. I'm unapologetically on, like, want Wills. Okay, yeah, I love Wills. <laughs> <laughs> But do you think Becca loves Wells? I don't think Becca is... Uh, I, I don't think Becca... I don't know what I think about Becca yet. I'm not, I'm not a believer, in all honesty. She, so far, in my, the three bachelorettes I've been familiarized with are uh, Jojo, uh, Rachel, and... Uh, Becca. Sorry. Oh, no. The current season, Becca, you could not remember her name. I I know. It's just like, like today she tried to spell out love with her arms in front of a sign and she forgot E because, but not because she's dumb or anything, just because like. She was over it. No, she just didn't really seem like fully committed and like felt awkward. It was like, it didn't seem like it was her idea really, but it was. I think you're right about all of those things, but not that she's awkward. Like, I don't think she was committed. I do think she felt awkward, and I don't think it was her idea, but she went along with it because she's the bachelorette. Yeah, but I feel like Rachel Lindsay would have been like, no, I'm good. (laughs) Get Kareem back on the show. 
Like, <laughs> who back on the show? What'd you say? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. She had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the last show. Is it time for our basketball corner with Raz? Where you tell us all the hot topics happening with basketball? <laughs> all I'm saying is like last, that's a different podcast, but uh, all I'm saying is last season had Ashton Kutcher and Kareem in one episode. Was Ashton Kutcher seriously in an episode? Yeah. With my lacunas. What? I yeah. served her one time. <gasps> okay, so Alina serves celebrities on the reg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, they had all these like just legends on the screen, and then this season we've had this greasy-haired dude that just got kicked off the show. We had Jordan, the male model, who couldn't stop talking about his own face oh gosh, and wore Team the Jordan. wore the gold spanks. Wait, I'm sorry, Alina. Did you actually like Jordan? Did you no. at, was were you actually a Jordan? First fan? of all, shout out to my Chicago tribe who is you know avidly watching The Bachelorette right now. Um, Are they going to be listening to this? They will be. I'm going to send them this link. <laughs> they loved. They loved Jordan. Jack Daniel Wright. Follow him on Instagram. <laughs> Follow him. Uh, he loved Jordan. He was Team Jordan. So hey, yeah, he was definitely entertaining. I talked to a couple of uh, <laughs> younger folks that were interested in Jordan as well. They found him like really exciting. How younger? They were in their teens. That sounds way creepier. I was talking they to were, a couple of like. How did this come high about? Schoolers. <laughs> when? <I> was, <laughs> at church. <laughs> at yeah, church. Okay. Church. Yeah. It was like totally normal. I don't know why this sounds so creepy all of a sudden. This is ridiculous. We, I know, we you're taking a lot of weird pauses. Sorry, also. Sorry. I love this. I think we need to keep everything okay. in. Okay. 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 But here is the piece de resistance. <laughs> I'm ready to see if you use that right. <laughs> Continue what you're saying. One on one with Leo. Get out your notes, babe. I know you took notes on Leo. Okay. Um, they took a plane. She's still stressed out from last night with the whole Chris thing. Oh, by the way, I forgot. She gave Colton the rose last night. It kind of came out of nowhere. Oh, that was weird. We were really shocked she didn't give Wills the rose because he said that he was falling in love with her. Mm-hmm. She obviously is not reciprocating those feelings as much as he is. Not yet. Uh-huh. Um, hopefully she gets there, but don't think she will be. Anyway, back to Leo. Um, she tells Leo everything about the debate. She was venting. He was sitting there absorbing it all, listening. It was really nice. Um, she appreciated it. However, I got friend vibes, Alina. How did you feel about it? I got stranger vibes. Mm, like not even friends. Yeah, like, like, well, no. I mean, I think that they have a respect for each other and they like each other. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how they like each other. And I, like generally, they just don't know each other. Well, what are your thoughts on Leo as a person? I think Leo's dope. And I also yes. think he lives in Studio City and lives probably down the street from me. So hit her up, Leo. I'll see you at the local Tiki now. (laughs) I want to do whatever I I could possibly do to help campaign for this. (laughs) What are your thoughts on Leo? I think I would like to be related to him. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) He's awesome. So he's a a stuntman. He has hair, curly hair, past his shoulders. All of his comments are hilarious. Mm -hmm. Um... I'm a big Leo fan. I like him a ton. He's not dramatic. He no. just makes funny comment. Like he's just so funny. He's just Tarzan. Yeah, he's yes. he's like Tarzan. Does he know he's funny? Absolutely. I think so too. Yeah, but not like look at me. But I think he knows that he's funny. Yeah, and I feel like he realizes that he's like cooler than everybody else in the room too. Mm-hmm. Probably. However, he does keep but- saying like she hasn't been with a guy like me, so he knows that he's different too. Yeah, but he knows that like, yeah, but all these like knuckleheads, like I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> no, he is. I like Leo. I'd like to see more of Liam. I like what he said to her after she was like, my head's in a weird spot. And he was like, well, you know, we don't have to do anything today. We can just hang. And then he was like, also, I just want you to know that like, I'm in a more committed space and like, I'm feeling ready for this. And I know we haven't gotten to spend a ton of time together, blah, blah, blah. I thought that was really good, but then I felt like the response from her was just that she was still so distracted. She wasn't ready to hear it. No. Yeah. Not he wasn't even saying like, "Well, I'm falling for you." No. He was saying like, "Yeah, I'm I at feel a spot. Like, uh huh. I'm ready for this in this. my life." Yeah, which is awesome. We'll see if it's you. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is a casual way of saying that he's interested. Mm-hmm. And I, it was kind of a hot take from her. I kind of expected her to like be ready for an engagement at the end. But she said she just wants to find her person. She doesn't necessarily like engagement isn't necessarily the goal. Mm-hmm. <coughs> which is kind of a surprise because I feel like since the beginning, we just we've assumed that it's like you want to get engaged ASAP. Yeah, but she's no, she's no bull. She is just ready. Well, then he was like, I take engagement very seriously, which is a point for him because it's awesome that he's like, and I believe him. I think he's, I don't think he's like saying what she wants to hear. Like, I think he's. Well, no, because he said he wasn't going to get down on one knee if he didn't think it was right. Mm -hmm. Oh, and this is the part that Michael loved. Do you remember this, babe? He said, I'd be yours in the real world if you wanted to be with me. Michael was like, that's a real dude. Yeah. Wait, and did he say that? When did he, he did. say that? He was, when, when he was talking to her, when he told her that he would be ready for this. Um, in the real in, world. I love yeah, that. Yeah, he goes, I'd be yours in the real world if you wanted to be with me. Yes. He's the man. That's all. Leo and Will's forever. Also, Leo and Will's are like besties. Yeah. And you can just tell. Yeah. And like, I'd ship that, you know. Uh, yeah. Could I... I want to hang with them, actually. Yeah. I feel like there's got to be a way to do that. We should all go to Tiki now together. I don't together. know if there's actually a way to do that. But. Yeah. <laughs> so they went um, clamming or oystering or something where they had to wear... Clamming. Um, I don't, isn't it clamming when you go by... When you go you, and I don't, I don't pick clams out of the ocean? I've just never heard it as a verb. Anyways, shucking. continue. No, that's where they were shucking. The clams. No, you're right. He, I believe the quote from the show was, I live to shuck. <laughs> that is a quote. However, shucking was whenever you actually open up the clam oh, you do the, and you take it out. for sure the oyster, right? Or the oyster, whatever. What's whenever the you open it. What, what's the difference between a clam and an oyster? Mm. It's probably part of the fertilization process. One's, one's a pearl. One has a pearl inside, maybe, if you're lucky. We're going to need our listeners to call in and let us know what the difference is um but it's so funny while he was like picking them out of the ocean he goes is this impressing you (laughs) it's such a he's just so funny yeah they have dinner babe this is can you please explain to us the part where he was talking about his dad at dinner this may have been the second time you teared up during the episode uh i no, i didn't tear up here because it was just like out of his like he he was just talking about throwing a baseball with his dad and how he felt like he disappointed his dad by not playing professional baseball but uh i don't i mean it was very touching yeah you didn't think so i don't know it seemed kind of it was a lot to gulp it kind of was though like you're right it was like a lot of information especially that they didn't seem like they were overly clicking like her and jason like her and Jason were like kissing the whole day and like it was light mm-hmm. and fun and like time to take it to the next step. And it seemed like Leo did throw it in there. Like, I don't think it was wrong information. Like, I bet that's actually how he felt, but maybe she wasn't as receptive to him as she was with Jason. Yeah. It's also kind of a hard, uh, he seemed, he seems like all in all, he probably has like a fine relationship with his pops at the end of the day too. It seems like it was. I mean, he did say his dad was like his hero. Yeah. Seems. It was probably more deep seated insecurity, right? Yeah, like that's just what he thinks about, like at night, and he's like, "Oh man, my dad bummed at me." I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Uh, tell us. <laughs> <laughs> but she looked kind of bored during the date. I don't know. I think she was just in a totally different headspace. She was. She she's, was like she's super worried about, about Chris. Chris. Uh, more importantly, who has more hair? Leo. Becca or Leo? Leo, for sure. Leo he also 100%. has a bigger head. So, like, you know. Oh, okay. For sure. But he gets the rose. And uh, whenever they kiss to celebrate the rose, he led with his tongue. Mm-hmm. Bold. Did we talk about him humming? No, we haven't. Oh, he hums when he kisses for sure. Oh, yeah. The phrase hummer was used. Mm-hmm. He's a hummer. He does. He hums as he kisses her. Mm. Yeah. Uh-huh. And not it's not like that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. It's, it, it's, it's not good, though. I don't like it. Yeah. Well, it also it gets paired. The issue is, is like they intentionally like chose the m- most awkward like shots from like his cheat, but like 
angled up just to make it look like extra uncomfortable and like she might as well have been like having one eye open like while kissing like like what am I supposed to do? Yeah, like help me. I don't know. Like just I looked, don't <laughs> It looked really it didn't look like, you know, like disastrous, but it definitely looked like, oh man, one person's way kind of into this. Well, and I felt bad for him because I feel like he feels like him and Becca are at like an amazing place right now because he opened up. He feels like she heard his side of everything. Do we do we think the opening up thing is being played out a lot because of her past experience? Yes. Yeah, probably. Yes. I don't know how much opening up was used last season, though. Do we think it's uh, being overplayed? Yes. Yeah. However, it's important. I thought I was going to get nose. Oh. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) No. I mean, I don't think opening up... I think it's an important thing in that they should, like, explain who they are and where they come from and stuff, but that it shouldn't be used as, like, a bargaining chip of, like, I've I've only opened up 40%. I really need to open up 60% in order to get the next group date rose. Like, it needs to just be a natural thing. Mm-hmm. But I think that Leo feels that he was able to tell her about his past. And he said the words, she accepted me for who I, wa- for who I am. And that's such a beautiful part of an early relationship is whenever you tell each other who you are and then they accept you. Aww. And so he's feeling very close to her because he did this. And I just don't think that she's on that level. Wow. Yeah, that's the most dense analysis we've had of the this show. We're really picking it apart. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> but then they go to a concert. Uh, uh, Morgan, a Morgan Evans played concert. Out. That is what Wasn't is played out. So okay, so I have a hot take of like concerts during TV shows is that unless they're like intentionally extremely artistic, a la. Uh, David Lynch in season three of Twin Peaks when he like brings out bands in the roadhouse. I've lost all of the listeners. Um, it's like one of the most like important parts of each show because like certain plot points are like kind of developing while the band's playing. And then like even the band that's playing is like very central to like what Lynch is trying to express to us through his show. Um, yes. Talk about dense plot analysis. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, however, in The Bachelorette... <laughs> Not the same case. It's always some like third tier ABC affiliate music label. Some it's some radio Disney Texas country artist who like I I totally feel like the uh, Bachelorette girl. What's her name? Becca. Uh, I feel like Becca filled out like a questionnaire at the beginning of the show. She's like, I like country music, and they're like, okay. We have these three guys that we need to sell records for. Let's get them on the show. And then they get them on the show, and they're always weird. And there's always people taking videos of it. Like, they didn't just sign an NDA. (laughs) It's just ridiculous. Like, who's doing this? I was wondering about that, too. I'm like, who is Snapchatting this when you know you're not even allowed to post that for six months? (laughs) What actual producer saying, like, oh, yeah, that's cool? (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure, film it. But, like, respect your NDA like film it sure i wonder why it's so crucial to have the picture of everybody taking pictures like surely they can make them put it in their pocket it's the it's the illusion of that person being important when it's ever it's like that dude probably what's his name morgan Morgan evans Evans. i um well it's hard to tell now the episode's already aired let's see how many instagram followers i recognize the song i've heard it on the radio before that he sang um, Kelsey had an opinion about how Morgan was looking at Becca. Also, I did feel like he was making eyes at Becca. It's hard not to. What if he just becomes like a last minute ad contestant? She's like, I like, th- um, I like this guy. Mor- Morgan Evans has uh, one hundred and three thousand followers on Instagram, so I guess he's big. Deal. Yeah, he's fine. Um, <laughs> anyway, the Leo date's over. Then. Leo gets back to the room. All the guys are waiting to see if Leo goes home. Chris is really hoping that Leo goes home because for mm-hmm. some reason he feels that if Leo goes home, he has more of a chance. The second Leo gets back, Chris bolts. He's out of there. And Chris goes to Becca's um, hotel. Mm-hmm. He has to be told where she lives. Like, surely all the guys don't just know where she is. Well, that's another thing about the articles oh. I read. 
Oh. Uh, that dude is this dude's husband. Wait, what? Oh, Kelsey Ballerini is married to Morgan Evans. Yeah. Who's Kelsey Ballerini? She's another um, country music star. Does she have 103,000 followers? North. 120? 1.2 million. Ooh. She's killing it. That's all. Okay, sorry. Back to the show. <laughs> Anyways, what I was saying was that <laughs> um, the articles that I read about like the producers and like the people on set and stuff too like making things more dramatic like they want all of this to happen absolutely like it, it's good for their show ultimately i don't think they care whether or not it distresses anyone like distress right. is like the foundation upon which the bachelorette and the bachelor is built and so they're like yeah you should totally go talk to her that's a great idea like i read that like um people on the crew or like who are just, I don't know, helping out the show, will befriend the different contestants on the show and give them terrible advice on purpose mm -hmm. to fuel the drama, mm -hmm. which is like super Genius. awful. Oh. oh, and bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but in order to no. make an interesting show, I totally get why you like have to involve no. yourself. However, I don't agree that they should. Yes, and it, well, but so I the get producer why they them. are. Yeah, so I get that the producer's telling them so that they can make it interesting. Mm -hmm. So Chris goes over, or on his way over to Becca's, he's talking about how much of a monster Lincoln is because he's, he eats 12 eggs a day. A monster. Babe, is 12 the threshold? Um, I, I think if he's an evil monster, it needs to be 13 eggs. Hey. Dang. Okay, so <laughs> I wonder why, so though... Monster. Why that means that I wonder why is if Chris just doesn't like eggs. He's just like disgusted by it. Yeah, like that's just way too many eggs. That's disgusting. Who could possibly be that hungry when they wake up? <laughs> oh, I also want to add that he uh, he said his cholesterol must be six thousand. <laughs> What's a normal cholesterol? I don't I don't know how cholesterol is measured, but it, there's no way it's six thousand. Chris seemed to know. What's his job? What's <laughs> <laughs> Thousand cholesterol. <laughs> like, What's a normal amount? I wonder. I don't know, but like, when was the last time you went to the doctor and they're like, you have 125 bloods? They just—it's not the way health professionals talk. Like, there's a unit of measure. You have so so much of such a percentage of something something, and there's like 19 five-syllable words that some scientist made up. For them we should to call your you. pediatrician. Yeah. <laughs> he may be down to, to spotlight on the podcast. Yeah, he'll probably just tell us to eat yogurt afterwards. He's been telling us to eat a lot of yogurt lately. Well, it's good probiotics, guys. You need to do that. That's exactly what he yeah, said. Yeah, it's good for your digestion. Yeah. I'm on it. He's like 80 years old. I'm like always shocked when he has like really fresh takes like that. He's been treating you your whole life, Michael. And now treats my children. And me still. He knows what's up. Through my kids' appointments. I'm <laughs> telling you to eat yogurt. <laughs> yeah. Can you look up what a normal cholesterol level is so that we can inform the public? I think we've really gotten off track here, but yes. I do want to know what that is. Um, however, Chris is um, pumping himself up as he's walking, and then he says he's motivated. He's ready to fight. hate that. I hate that. That's so not the attitude he needs to have in this. And we all know as he's walking in, it's not going to go well. Who like wants to fight with someone that you're trying to date? I think he meant fight for her, but that's still not the right motivation. It's like, still, he's just got such an aggressive. It's all only demeanor. aggression. That's it. I hate it. I like his jacket though. Yeah, it was he a good has jacket. this cool. Like, Colton has tan the same one. Coat. Honestly, I like it better on Chris though. Okay. I'm grossed out by Colton also. Yeah, he wears me out too. Yeah, let's talk. Okay, can we talk about Colton for a second? Yeah, he's got really moist lips all the time. <laughs> he, he does. That's such a good point. <laughs> yeah. And I just don't trust him. Yeah, I don't trust him either. I don't trust him. He's a little blank in the eyes sometimes. Yeah. I know a lot's going on. Like, I don't think he's not smart. But I think he's putting it on. Like, I think yeah. I'm he, not sure where he's at. No, but I think he's trying to be the next Bachelor. Mm-hmm. He's or the only something. one I don't trust of the people who were left tonight. But back to Chris, I guess. Yeah, okay, back to Chris, back to Chris. Um, okay, babe, do you figure out cholesterol before we finish this with Chris? Michael's cholesterol corner. Let's take it. <laughs> um, so cholesterol is measured in milligrams per deciliter. Amazing. But what's a normal cholesterol level? Like what's normal? 
to say? Like, what would you say? Like a 6,000, the way you would Too say many that. deciliters? A healthy level for men, age 20 or older, is 125 to 200 milligrams Whoa. per deciliter. So 6,000 would be pretty monstrous. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All Glad right. we got that perspective. Good to know. So Chris knocks on Becca's door. Mm-hmm. Um, he tells her he could see himself marrying her. It starts off cordial. It starts off casual. They're laughing a little bit. But the second he says this, she says, what changed? Because you weren't feeling like this last week. She's so savage. I love love it. uh, Alina reminded all of us that Becca does not forget. Like, no, she keeps it all. And she brings it all. And she's got receipts. She has receipts. Because she's not playing. No, she's not. She's not. She's serious. And she's yeah. not going to let you fool her. No. Like, she knows what's happening. I love that. I love it. Like, I... And she hits the bullseye with the axe and the lumberjack thing every time. <laughs> and that killed me as well. You missed Michael's hot take on that. He thinks that um, a producer threw it and pretended like Becca <gasps> threw it. How dare you, Michael? <laughs> I'm positive that Becca did it. So. I think she did it. I, I, we watched her arm go. I know. It was like a behind... Anyways, back yes. to Chris, back to Chris, back, back to, Chris. to Chris. We're not going to. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, um, and he goes, I need you to not think about that anymore about last week. I need you to not think about the horrible things that I said and the ways that I acted like a baby. Yeah. Can you just like, like not think about that? And, and she's like, yeah, I put that behind me. And she's like, but it's like, I'm having a hard time um, forgetting about or I'm having a hard time with you based on just this week. Like she's, she's like reminding him of all the like problems he's having with other people this week and why it's not working for her. And he goes, this is not going to stop me from what I want. And then she goes, I have so many red flags that I don't think we can get back at this point. Um, he then decided to say a phrase, Oh, we can agree to disagree, which I have in my relationship with you at least have found that that never works. No, we need to agree to agree. Well, particularly on the subject of feelings. Or yes. like, someone's like, I think we're here. And they're like, no, I think we're here. And it's like, we agree to disagree. Move on. <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't like, work what? whenever you're like disagreeing on where your relationship stands. That's, like that yeah. doesn't work. No. No. Um, like Michael and I agree to disagree about Becca. I think she's awesome. Or like who should take the laundry upstairs. You, it's heavy. I folded it, so you take it upstairs. All right, not here, guys. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Agree Sound to disagree. good? <laughs> no, um, but yeah, it doesn't work whenever you're talking about like whether or not your relationship should work. You can't agree to disagree on that. Agree to disagree. We're breaking up. Agree to disagree. <laughs> like, what? That's what he said. She's like, it's not working out. He's like, well, I disagree. <laughs> like, okay. Because... He goes, I've been attacked like this last week and a half. And she goes, you've also done some attacking. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. a mic drop on her part. I loved it. Because it's like, I'm not letting you pretend that yeah. you're a victim. Because you are not a victim. I love that. Um, but as she's telling him this, I can feel his body tensing up. Oof. And I was so stressed that he was going to freak out. He had this very specific like vein to pop out, like right underneath his right eye. It's like kind of interesting. It's scary. Like that's, it's just a problem whenever there's someone that you're scared is going to hurt someone else. Like he shouldn't be there anymore if that's his vibe that he's giving off. Right. I think there's just like a problem in general. If like rejection makes you want to lash out. Yes. You need to get therapy. Yeah. And by that, I don't mean an understanding girlfriend. No. I mean, you need to get like professional through your therapy. Yeah. You shouldn't just Chris, lash if you're listening, Chris, if you're listening, I don't think you're a villain. I think that I think you, you should get some well. help. I think that you should get some help. I understand what it feels like to think that you're a victim, but like... You're not. You're not. No. And maybe avoid uh, competitive dating shows for a <laughs> season or two. Take a hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just not for, for him. For a season or two. 
Well, like, you know, he's inevitably going to be, like, in Battle of the Chads. He's going like, to Bachelor in Paradise. He's going to be in Paradise. Chad edition, yeah. where it's, like, all the hyper-aggressive guys, and yeah. they're, they're just going to put him in a cage and Chris, you should decline. Chris, decline that. Go get professional help. Don't go to Paradise. No, because deep down, he wants to mean well, but he it's not it's not working right now. When anyone says Paradise, do they imagine guys like that on an island in swim trunks? That's, that's what the show ends up being. Like Who's now I do. Is that? <laughs> now I do because of Bachelor in Paradise. And Dean, Dean's there. Dean, we we love Dean. Do you love Dean? I don't know who Dean is. Oh well, okay, that's fine. We we know who Dean is. Okay, good. Anyways, so we think so. Kelsey literally at one point she takes notes during this. She puts the notebook over her face while um, Becca is breaking up with him, and she goes, "Oh my gosh." She's going to get hit. He's going to hit her. Yeah. And like, that's not something viewers should be worrying about. No, that's a problem. And I may be a minority of people who felt that way, but surely other people were scared that he was going to lash out. He was being aggressive with all the guys too. Like he was just like, like I was posturing. happy that she wasn't alone in that room because there was a cameraman. Mm-hmm. Like I felt a little bit better remembering that, mm-hmm. but Oh, that's his Dean. We're showing Alina a picture of Dean. He's, he's wonderful. Got a, he's got a winning smile. Yeah, he does. Um, anyway, she says, can I walk you out? And that's basically the final, I'm done with you. And he goes, no, I'm fine. Which I would also say, no, I'm fine. Because I don't want anybody that just broke up with me to like hold my hand and walk me to my car. But I think there was a miscommunication because she just wanted to walk him to the door. And he thought she was going to walk him like outside. Mm-hmm. And he was like, seriously, stop. And she goes, no, like, I'm going to give you the respect of walking you out. And like they're arguing on their way there to the door. It was very awkward. Even to the end, he's being argumentative. Seriously. It's like, what do you have to win at this point? Just being angry still. I don't know. He He's not winning any points he at all. He was throwing a tantrum is what was happening. He felt bad that he was rejected. Yeah, he did. But And I don't know what about his pep talk to himself made him think that this was going to be getting him back on track like he said he was going to go to her room and get back on track i think he was obsessing about it and he like couldn't leave it alone yeah he had to have known this wasn't an option of leave like he was gonna leave he thought he'd be able to get it to a point where like they'd kiss at the end and she'd be like i trust you i believe you you're a good guy no that's honestly that was never in the cards no and everyone said he's not the person i want in my life he's not the guy i want to raise kids with he's not the guy i want to take home he's not the guy i want in my life ever is mm-hmm. how she ended it. Not even like, a friend. No. No. Go away, Chris. You're out. So Chris is done. Thank goodness. We get to yeah. see him at the, um, after the final rose, guys tell all, yeah. all that stuff. We'll get to see him for that. But mm-hmm. for now, he's out. And the rose ceremony and cocktail party is next. However, she cancels the cocktail party. And the guys are freaking out. I think it's a great move. Yeah, it's a power move. Do you think it's just something the producers do whenever they need to like cut time from the episode? I don't think that they ever want to intentionally cut time. Like, I bet they want all the time that they could have and then cut whatever they need in the end. I think it's Becca saying, like, I'm tired of you guys this week. Y'all are a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, she takes that little that little cross-rearing fist of hers. Yeah. And she slams it down on the table and she says, no more. No more. No more. I feel like the cross tattoo is not really, like, probably super noticeable in real life, but on camera. Oh, my gosh. That's all I see. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I can't say I noticed it that much this episode. Oh, but I know it's there. Um, or maybe, maybe she just does this a lot. Yeah, we just see her hands a lot, and she's pinning the roses on the guy's like lapels. Like her hands are in the shot constantly. She's constantly holding hands with people. It's just around. Um, Will's is telling us how stressed he is. Ugh. But we all love Wills. However, I wish he would like show a little bit more expression on his face. He does not open his mouth whenever he speaks. He can't. You can tell he gets so afraid when he talks about his feelings that he just like it's hard for his eyes get droopy. He like slits his eyes and like his voice gets low and his jaw tenses up. Like it's it's like against what he it's normal for him to yeah. He does not want to talk about his feelings. 
And then Connor is like already tearing up the fact that there's no rose ceremony. He knows. Yeah. He knows. Um, during Poor the rose Connor. ceremony, Connor goes home and Lincoln goes home. Yeah. Which, I, who was surprised by this? I wasn't, no, I wasn't surprised at all. I wasn't either. Yeah, no. It, it's very clear. Um, but poor Connor. But then also you have to remember Connor lashed out and threw that random picture into the pool. Yes, but he like, did recover better than... He recovered better, but it's also Chris like... Ever did. Everybody just needs to like manage their emotions yeah. a little bit better. Everyone should be calm mm-hmm. and mature. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it for this episode. And we see next week they're headed to the Bahamas. Finally, yes. we're out of the states. Let's get out of the states. All of, they went to some boring places. <laughs> That's why they all got on the Bachelorette in the first place. They were like free trips. Yeah. <laughs> like. Now they're finally going. She got rid of the riffraff, and now she can finally head to the Bahamas. I know they're all good guys, yeah. except maybe Colton. But he could be a good guy. We just don't know. Yeah, yet. he's just a question mark, really. But okay, how, who do we have left? He's the old. He's he played football. You used to date Ali Reisman. Yeah. You know who Ali Reisman is? The U.S. gymnast, Olympic athlete? No, but Colton has looked very familiar to me since day one. Yeah. So maybe it's from something weird. Okay, great. Yay. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) Anyway, we have Blake, Colton, Garrett, Wills. Wills. Leo. J- uh, my Did we favorite. Say Leo? Leo. Jason. Jason. Do we have six left? Um, I think we only have six. Or do we have seven? No, I'm forgetting I think someone. it's six. I think it's five. No. Mm-mm. It's six. It's yeah. Because we had two leave right now. Yeah, Colton, Garrett, Wills, Connor, Blake, Lincoln, Chris. Yeah, Chris, Lincoln, and Connor all left. So Colton, Garrett, Wills, Blake, Leo, and Jason. They showed at the end Blake getting a little bit precarious or a little bit emotional. Emotional. About and he's wondering what about Becca. Like Becca did something that kind of hurt his feelings, which I'm curious about. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. curious about that too. Because honestly, Blake and Becca already seem like they're married a little bit. It seems like they're in the most solid relationship at this point. Yeah. So, and then it seems like she's um, telling Jason that his relationship with her has not progressed as far as the other guy's. Oh, yeah, because he's she she was saying like you can't tell me how you feel as much. Yeah. Which now maybe I'm like, like maybe I she appreciated what Wills did by putting yeah. himself out there. He did put himself out there. All right, babe, hot take of who do you think is going to go home next episode? Um Do you want me to remind, do you want me to remind you who all's there? No, cuz I don't know their names. I think the only people that are going to be around like who are your final four i think the football player guy is gonna be out you think he's out or he's going to final four i think he's out like he, he will be out so the next episode they eliminate down to four at the very end of it well there's there's seven so i bet they're gonna eliminate down to five no there's six. Oh, there's six mm-hmm. I wonder if only one will go Leo. home next week because i think there's gonna be another date before or there's another week before hometown dates I bet they're going to go to the Bahamas, then somewhere else, and then hometown dates. I, is my, I love Wills. I'm on Team Wills all day, mm-hmm. you know, all day long. I, I don't think he's going to last. Okay, so your guess is Wills is going home next week. All right, Alina, who's your guess for going home next week? Um, I think Leo will probably go home. Mm-hmm. He's my vote. He's my vote too. I think Leo will probably go home, and I think that um, Colton will probably go home. I don't know though. I think Colton makes it to final three. I also think that, but like I'm trying to put out what I want into the world. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. then like maybe it'll happen, you know? Like, okay, so I agree. I think Leo and Wills won't make final four. I agree with you guys that those are like the bottom two. Yeah, I want Wills to like I get there. I love Wills. I yeah. don't know if they're like falling in love, getting married material. I don't think she's on his level. I think he's into it more than she is. Which but sucks. Honestly, Wills is going to find a, just an amazing person after so. this. Settle I down. Hope he does. They're going to get a few corgis and yes. just live their lives. Yes. He's going to start his own hoodie company where he just sells hoodies with his name on it. Uh, Wills. Which he was wearing a couple episodes ago. Yeah, I love that. Super I saw that. dope. <laughs> He's just too cool. I know. 
But all right, that's it for this episode. Anybody have any final thoughts? Mm. Get get therapy if you need it. You yeah, know? it's important to get emotionally <laughs> stable. Don't yeah. be a scary person. No. Did we ever uh, talk about just how awkward the the Abraham Lincoln impersonator was? Uh, no, um, set that up. At the end of the episode, what happened? Oh, I was just talking about like during the show, like when they were giving her like relationship advice. Yeah. I mean, that was at the end of the episode. Like there was an Abraham Lincoln impersonator and there was a, was it George Washington? No. He did call him George, but I don't know what that was. I think it was a George Washington impersonator. They were like hundreds of years apart from each other. So they were, I mean, neither of them would be alive now. Like what does it matter if they were close to each other? George Washington is from Virginia, so it's possible. Yeah. So there was a George Washington impersonator and there was a Abraham Lincoln impersonator and they were around during the um, date where the guys had to give like political speeches and stuff and they were giving Becca weird advice. Yeah, it was just weirdly unsettling. We don't have to talk about the weird thing he said at the very end though. It was just weird. I think it's too late. He made a joke about emancipation and everyone was uncomfortable. He said uh, he, he said that Becca, it's good that Becca emancipated herself and just coming from, 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 Ari. from Ari. Yeah. And just coming from Abe Lincoln just seemed really inappropriate and that should have been caught by a network. It was just really awkward. Yeah, especially because Becca did not segment. receive it. She was like, uh, <laughs> and it seemed very insensitive. It was wrong. <laughs> yeah. It, I'm glad it wasn't part of the major episode. So maybe people had turned off the TV. Hopefully. <laughs> Cause like, <laughs> but they were just not, fun to watch anyway like I don't really know why we needed impersonators at all but it was silly yeah the impersonator thing was not necessary because of the election it wasn't part of it at all yeah and also I would have loved we never really talked about the election thing at all we talked about Chris blowing up and Lincoln throwing shots like why didn't someone like they should have taken the tone of like a modern day election and like give fake name (laughs) start name calling people and you know, like the people that didn't play well with others saw, were the bad guys. I saw a video of a Trump rally the other day. <laughs> a lot of hot takes. <laughs> where, where he was coming out to campaign for like the incumbent North Carolina senator, and his, his opponent's name was Jackie, and he came up to the podium and said, "I already have a nickname for this woman, Wacky Jackie," and the crowd went wild, like. Why wasn't that happening on fake TV? I don't think that's a classic um, that's campaign like strategy. People choose to do. <laughs> but could they have been sillier? Yes. Should they have been? I think no. Isn't this whole show just pandering to like very narrow demographic of people? I think a lot of them chose to flatter Becca instead of rally the crowd. Like, they weren't trying to get the crowd liking them. They wanted Becca to like them. Yeah, but then, like, two of them sure did put a lot of effort into making sure the other opponent looked terrible. I agree that... Trump style. Trump style. Lincoln and Chris should have gone the funny route instead of the mean route. Agreed. Anyways, that's all I got. Anything else from you, Alina? (laughs) Um, everybody needs to go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> That's all yeah. I have to say. For sure, Chris, too, though. Just drive that home. Listening. Yeah, for real, Chris. Also, um, yeah, Leo, I'll see you at the local Tiki now. <laughs> um, I love Leo. You seem he like can. a, you seem like a nice guy. He seems like a nice Leo. guy. Leo. Yeah. You're welcome here on our podcast anytime. You're <laughs> yeah. I love that guy. I'm, I'm rooting for you all right well that's the end of rasmondi reality recap we will see you next week with some more bachelorette later somebody like you i want to kiss somebody like you sometimes you try to fix somebody just to find out them